0: This land is your land. This Wait, that was the last episode of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm sorry. Just recorded that one. and got stuck in my head. I got a little confused on which episode I was on. LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello citizens, welcome to LAW The Walking Dead Review, episode 98. Today's episode is the actual Walking Dead, episode 201. For some reason in my notes I wrote 202, but I, I, I knew enough to correct it before I said it out loud. going to change it right now for no reason. Okay, so I, I watched uh, Fear of the Walking Dead 313 yesterday, did the review on it just a few moments ago. And I was like, I'm fucking bored, I don't feel like watching, like I've been... Pouring through It's Always Sunny again, which is like my 15th time. And I'm like, you know what? Let's break it up here. Let's watch. I'm way behind on the reviews for Walking Dead, the actual Walking Dead. I've done season, I think, 6 and 7 or five, six, seven, something like that. I really don't know anymore. And I've done all the comic books. I have another book right here I have to do two more chapter reviews on. And then another hardcover Walking Dead book is coming out in a couple days here, I believe. So I'll have four whole chapters, which is four episodes to do. But I figured it's been a while since I've done season 1 review. Let's go ahead and start season 2 here. I'll do them sporadically. It's not going to be uh like I did with episode with season 1 where I did them all at once. It's not going to be that. I'm just going to slowly go through them. There's only 13 that season. Uh I'll watch one every 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 so often and just chime in here and there. They'll be kind of out of order, which does bother me a little bit. But you know what? I'll live. I'll I'll deal with it. Uh anyway, in the last episode there, I had that kind of the ending of the episode was me kind of realizing Tom Petty had actually passed away. And I, the whole reason I brought it up is because, you know, obviously I love Tom Petty, but I, I, one of the reviews or one of the, the articles I read about his death said, you might think of Tom as loitering in Wonderland. It literally had that phrase in there, a phrase I goddamn made up. Uh, so that was a weird kind of cosmic thing that my fucking company's name just popped up in this article about Tom Petty, who I fucking love so goddamn much, that it it was really bizarre, and it, was, it felt weird, and that's the whole reason I brought it up in the last episode, and then I forgot to mention, because I got to the point where I realized he was actually dead, I wasn't sure what was going on there, um... It does appear he did actually pass away on October 2nd, which was you know, today's the 4th, so it was two days ago. It was kind of this weird limbo spot where, you know, the reports are all wrong. Nobody really knows. I'm still not even 100% because I'm kind of having trust issues with the news at this point over this whole thing. Because they announced he was dead, like, moment the second it happened, but he wasn't. So... Anyway, I'm not trying to bring it back up for anything uh, other than just to say it was weird that they used the phrase "loitering in Wonderland" in that article. And because uh, I, get, I get notifications whenever it's on Google, whenever someone someone uses that phrase, and this is literally the first time I've ever gotten a notification. Because other than that, it's just my websites. Like I'm the only one who ever uses that phrase because it doesn't fucking exist. So it was I don't know. It was really bizarre. Um, I. I didn't, I, was, I had so many weird different emotions where I was like, oh, that's fucking sad. But it wasn't saying he was dead yet. It was saying like, he was unconscious, I believe. I'll, I post the article on my Facebook page. I will in a little bit here. But it was just strange that that story had that phrase in it. And I've never heard anyone else use it before other than me and people on the show. So it was like I said it was just a weird couple of emotions together there. I'm sorry that was a posting. That was literally the notification on my computer for the posting of that episode I'm mentioning right now, the 313 episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Anyway, so let's move on to the the episode 201 What Lies Ahead of The Walking Dead. Uh this one starts off, you know, the last season left off, they 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 had to leave. Uh this one is Rick talking to talking on a walkie-talkie to Morgan. They're going to go to Fort Benning, which is 125 miles away. And I'm like, that is so goddamn far now, especially in this world with the zombies and shit. It is so goddamn far. And they had these Rick in front of a CG green screen. I'm like, why are they green screening in buildings? Like, could not they just go in a, a parking garage and get a couple buildings in the background? I don't know. Very weird. And then they show an overhead shot, a crane shot of, well, it's all CG, but of them leaving Atlanta the whole left lane is completely covered up like the, the 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 lane exiting the city was completely full couldn't get through there the the lanes going into the city on the freeway completely empty and I'm like if people are freaked the fuck out and they're getting crazy and they're get, you know zombie outbreak they're not going to give a shit if they go on the the other side of the road on the freeway they'll fucking get over there like, why wouldn't they just go backward and think, if, if they see nobody's going in there, they're going to goddamn use those to escape with their lives and their family's lives. They don't give a shit. Why the fuck wouldn't they use them? So weird. Anyway, uh, the group is on the road. They're all, you know, they got the Winnebago, Dale's Winnebago, Dale's alive in this world. Uh, so many different characters are alive here that aren't alive later. And man, if you haven't caught up in The Walking Dead, there are some fucking spoilers ahead for you. Because half these characters are dead at this point. The, like I said, they're on the road, they, they the whole road's blocked off with the cars, they stop, they pull over, and then uh, we see you know Rick and Lori in the car with Carl, they're talking about a trip to Grand Canyon, and they couldn't go, because Carl's a baby, and he's sick, and he's a piece of shit, and he's an asshole, and they fucking hate him for it, that's what I inferred. And then, uh, oh, Sophia's in the back seat, and I was like, oh shit, oh shit, this is the season, this is this, the Sophia season, god damn it, god damn it. It is a whole season looking for this bitch. Whole season, and she sucks. This girl sucks. Who gives a shit? Oh, we're here. We're doing this. All right. Fuck. We're All right. Here we are. Let's just deal with it. Let's get Let's just get through it, guys. This is why I don't want to just pour through this season cuz it is a fucking long one. Like there's some really good stuff. Everything with Shane and Rick is a... is amazing to me. And Everything with Sophia is just so goddamn drawn out and unnecessary and I don't give a shit about that little girl, but I like Carol, but not until later. She kind of sucks still. Anyway, uh, Dale's truck basically shoots itself, so they all have to stop and like, you know, fix the hose and everything. It literally looked like it fucking blew its brains out. It was like, shit comes out of the hood. Like, goddamn, would it fucking have a shotgun in there and it was towing a shotgun? Fucking crazy. So they get out of the cars, and I'm like, "Oh, Carl! He looks so baby. He looks like a little baby. It's crazy because he looks—he's going through puberty now, and this looks weird. But back then, he was so tiny, a bitty. I wish they would to replace him with a different kid every season. Like not even him with the same race, like Harry Potter did. And just like just whoever, and then just call him Carl. Coral. And they just replaced him. They could—they could stuck be stuck in time. But now we're like eight years later, and we have to continue on with that because the kid is fucking advancing in height." So noticeably, noticeably between seasons, so they have to. Anyway, they start looting all the cars, looking for water, looking for supplies. Shane finds a water truck, takes a little shower with it. And then uh, in the meantime, Rick and Dale see a big herd coming. It's, I like this scene. I like this episode, even though nothing happens, because it's just the, the feel of it. It's just such a, there's almost no music. And it's just like this, they're, they're watching and you see Rick looking through the binoculars or through the scope. And Dale's looking through the binoculars. And you see, like, one zombie. He's about ready to shoot him. And then you see, he looks and sees another one. And then he looks a little to the left and he sees a whole horde of them. Really fucking cool. They freak out. He starts getting everyone below their cars. He's like, you know, get out, get down, get down, get down. And then, uh, and I was like, everyone goes on their stomachs and goes below the cars because, obviously. And then Rick goes on his back. And I was like, why are you on your back? Do you know... Can you imagine the difference between being on your stomach and being on your back? You're you're so much more mobile on your stomach. We really are. As people, we can move around a lot easier because our, our hands and our feet are designed that way, to, to face our front, to be able to assist us with our front. You can't punch someone behind you. You can't really move on your back. You can't you'd have to use your, your, your elbows and, and your, your heels of your feet to move around. It's just It's a really stupid thing to do. It really is. And this is this is your leader. He's making already decisions that are shitty already. Um, Andrea's in the Winnebago. Uh, She sees all the zombies. Freaks out. T-bone apparently tries to kill himself because he slices his goddamn wrist wide the fuck open. Like so much blood sprays out. It was ridiculous. I was like, how did you had to have tried to do that because it was so aggressive. Um, but the herd starts going through. Although the other characters are watching them pass, and I was like, "That's a very quiet, polite herd of zombies." They're just like, uh, uh, like mumbling to themselves, like a, like an angry old dad, angry old grandpa, I guess. But I was like, "They're so quiet and polite." Like later on, when they get aroused, I was like, "They're so quiet now." And I was like, "Oh, I almost appreciate this. It's, they're quaint zombies. These are, you know, these are the polite ones. That you know, they don't want to bother you. Don't bother them. Um, and but if you do bother them," Or even exist around them. They're gonna eat your face. I mean, you know, it's a it's a character quirk of them. Indulge it. Just you know, fucking help them out. They they like these some faces every now and then. What's the big deal? What are you gonna do with your face? Come on, give it to the zombie. Selfish assholes. Be, be right neighborly. Come on. Anyway, uh, one of the zombies goes into the Winnebago. It's this fucking awesome looking zombie. I I love this the the look of the zombies back then. The, right now. They've kind of gotten to the, like the current seasons, they got to the point where they're all rotted and they just go off the gore and the dripping guts factor and they all look sludgy. They look, they look swampy, but back, to, you know, in the early seasons are like, they have these weird contacts in their eyes and they have like this, it feels more like Dawn of the Dead, which Dawn of the Dead has way too much makeup on the zombies. They look like they're just like in blue blush. I don't know. It's fucking weird or blue or green is weird colors. Very offsetting. But this is just like this really cool-looking zombie and very simplistic. Every single zombie wears a long-sleeve coat so they don't have to put zombie makeup on their arms. That's fine. It's a it's a nice cheat around it because you're not really thinking about it when they're in a horde. Um, their jaws are always falling off for some goddamn reason. I don't know why, but they, they always come in there. Or this zombie comes in there. I'm like, he's fucking cool-looking. Andreas... You know, trying to assemble her gun in the bathroom. She the zombie keeps coming back in there. He's like super suspicious. He's like about ready to leave the Winnebago a couple times and he hears a noise in the bathroom. He's like, wait, that does sound like something. That does. It felt like the scene in Nuss dawn when Cheech Marin's on the on the Winnebago and he comes in on Juliet Lewis. She's taking a bathroom. She's like, Close the fucking door, please. Um, but this felt like that, where he's just like, Wait a minute. I know I heard something in there. And he starts hitting the door. And you starts screaming screaming and I was like oh you goddamn bitch shut your fucking mouth shut your fucking pie hole. god damn it shut up women in horror movies and shows are so I don't know if real women are like this so I'm just saying off movies they are so fucking stupid in these moments what good is screaming gonna do you it's only and I realize you're scared in the moment I realize that I, I, I'm moving past that. You have to think beyond that. You have to have to think beyond that. This is a world where noise attracts more of them. If you want to get rid of the one, screaming at it is not gonna work first of all and will only result in more zombies coming to your to your rescue to, and by that I mean they're gonna fucking eat you. you're gonna get you're, you're getting yourself killed at this point. I don't feel bad for you if that happens at this point if you're the one screaming, like, basically, like, fucking air horn, what the fuck, like, turn on the lights of the the camper and start hitting the horn, you're you're basically doing the exact same thing. You're just advertising where you are. In Fear the Walking Dead, Madison turning on the hotel lights is the exact same scenario. Stupid bitch. Anyway, Dale, like, kind of gets in the roof of the, you know, the the exhaust vent in the the Winnebago bathroom, drops a screwdriver down there, um, and they keep... Cutting between scenes here, Andrea stabs him in the head a bunch of times while crying and screaming like a a dumb bitch. But they're cutting between Andrea screaming like a fucking madman over nothing, over the one zombie she can totally defeat. And she's already suicidal at this point. She already evaded suicide because Dale guilted her into it. So why the fuck is she so precious about her life at this point? I have no idea. But she's screaming, and they cut to T-Bone Whose, whose wrist is slashed the fuck open. And a zombie attacks him. He could barely get rid of him. And T-Bone is goddamn silent. Not a peep. Because he's smart. Maybe not with where he sticks his wrist and exactly how fast he moves it in, into metal. But you know what I mean? He's got a mortal wound and he's still not scared. and He's scared. You're supposed to be scared. He's just not stupid. He's not screaming. And it is the difference between how they portray men in horror movies and how they portray women. Women are way more reactionary. Men are more like, you know, more. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say logical, but it's not far away from that. More, they react to the scenario, not to the emotion of the moment. They're like, if I scream, this will cause more of what I'm screaming about. Therefore, completely ruining the point of the scream. I. I just something that always has bothered me is this. Don't fucking scream. I don't like hearing women scream, first of all, which is a good sign, you know, means I'm not a psychopath. But at least towards women, I like my I like my victims to be silent. I like to not know where they are. I like to thrill of the hunt, you know? It's like the most dangerous game. It's like I like to hunt Ice Cube or Ice T, excuse me. Uh, me and Gary Busey like to hunt him. Anyway, so it's it's a movie reference. Go 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 look it up. Anyway. So I'm I'm moving on from that. I don't fucking care. Sophia's zombie. Falls and starts to chase her under her car. She runs off into the woods. And I'm like, ah, fuck, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. God damn it. <sighs> Rick tracks her down in, in a in a pond. And he's like, this is how we both survive. You're going to hide here. I'm going to run off. I'm going to chase the zombies away. And I'm like, oh, you're wrong. Wrong, 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 Rick. You did this wrong. Because, um, spoiler alert for the end of the season, or the beginning of next season, I believe. She's dead. She doesn't She doesn't live. If I spoiled that for you, that's on you. I don't care. It's, it's Rick just leaves her there. She not his fault at all. Obviously, he's trying to save her. She just ran off after she, she ran off after three three and a half minutes. She's like, "And I'm leaving." So stupid. Um. Meanwhile, back at camp, there they're all waiting for them to come back. And uh, the horde already passed. They're listening to the office of the civic defense or something to the something with those letters OCD. And I was like, it's ironic that the OCD. Um, broadcast is repeating itself over and over. It's uh, it's very fitting, I guess. I don't know if ironic would be the good word, but very, very fitting. Welcome to OCD Radio. 2, uh, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And uh today's episode one two three, two, three, one, two, three. It's it would be very fucking irritating to listen to that. Holy shit. So at this point I stopped and I was like, How much is this left in this episode? Oh my god, it's half over. This is only half over. Holy shit. Kind of amazing. It's an hour and two minutes for this episode. Um, but most of the episode after this is just I'm chasing through the woods looking for Sophia and they start shouting her name. I kept track for a bit and then I gave up. I, I counted four before I gave up and I was like, eh, I'm just gonna just gonna forget about it. Um, at camp. Carol fucking sucks. In the early seasons because Rick and Shane and uh, Daryl give up looking for her because it's becoming nighttime. And he's like, we're not going to see anything. We'll be stumbling through the woods. And she's like, how can you just leave her out there? How can you just do that? i was like, fuck you, Carol, you goddamn bitch. You're not out there looking for your daughter. How can you say that if you're not even going to go out there, you dumb bitch? And I love her later, but holy shit, she's irritating. I realize she's losing her daughter, but come on. Why, why yell at the people who are only people who are trying to save you? She's only literally only yelling at the person who who only who did everything for her nobody else went after her and she's not yelling at them just yelling at the man who did all that was done so stupid so stupid anyway it's the same thing when when a gr- little girl gets kidnapped and the, and the parents are always yelling at the police like why aren't you doing more like they're the only ones doing anything <laughs> like leave them the fuck alone anyway um there's a, they go out the next morning, there's a There's a tent, they go in there, and there's, it's like a suicide tent, pretty much, because a guy blew his brains out in the tent, they eventually walk over to a church, for like a zombie church, I guess is a good way to describe it, because they go inside the church, because uh, there's a bell going off, um, and then there's like three zombies just in the pews, just like staring ahead, and I was like, is this a social commentary on the status of our churches, and people who go there, are zombies, or brain dead, or, or, or you know... It's the same thing with, with uh, Dawn of the Dead, how uh, commercialism and all that, blah, 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 social commentary, yada, yada, yada. Uh, anyway, they kill him. So the, the, the God fearing zombies are dead now. And I was like, I wish they had it, because there's a big zombie, or no, um, sorry, there's a big Jesus in the corner on a crucifix. And I was like, I wish he was a zombie. I wish they had zombie Jesus there, which he kind of is anyway. But I wish they just had, because <laughs> he just has the blood down his forehead because of the crown of thorns. But I just wish they would have, that would have been fun. Like, someone went in there and did something to it. I don't know. It would have been stupid, really, but it amused me in the moment. Um, it would have made no sense in reality, but... So, at this point, I'm like, they're just hanging out in this church for a little bit. They shut off the shut off the bell. I was like, nothing's really happening in this episode. Really, they're just looking for her. But it's still good, and that's because... We have Andrea and Shane. They're, Andrea wants to team up with Shane, basically be the asshole squad and leave on their own because Shane's been talking about in this episode how he wants to leave because he doesn't fit there because Rick showed up and took his, took his uh, warm hole away and, and Lori. And uh, so they want to leave. We just have like inner turmoil. We have characters that have things, they have different needs. They, they kind of going against themselves, going against the group, not knowing where they fit in the group. Characters who you know are, are losing people are, are still kind of weak, weak, weak meaning not adapted to this world yet. It's interesting. Characters have, like, there's situations, these little mini situations with the characters, and it it's, makes it interesting. It makes you care about the characters. And later on, all of that shit's gone. It's just survival, and that's it. They completely drop any sort of character development, other than, I learn how to kill, and I feel guilty sometimes, or I don't. And that's it. That's all they focus on later is just the actual scenes themselves. And that all character development, all character quirks, all semblance of anything other than survival is completely abandoned. And that is why the newer seasons feel hollow. They feel like I care about what's happening. It's interesting to watch. But the characters have just become hollow shells of what they were. They don't actually ad- advance in any direction at all. They're just there to survive. And it's it's I gotta be honest, fucking boring to watch sometimes. When I don't I don't care about the characters half the time anymore. I just don't. It's like Carol has a reason to live or has the reason to do what she's doing, but she even she's kinda like giving up. Morgan had that. Rick just wants to survive. He didn't they have their moments like everything that deals with Negan and like how he's gonna handle it is interesting but that's literally the only plot line that's happening at any moment anymore it's it's just kind of uh, kind of unnecessary and, and to be honest boring most of the time I just don't care because they like I said they just all character focus is gone it's just the situation at hand and and these is this is how they're dealing with it and if they have any problems, uh good luck with that shit. We're not going to look at it. We're not going to examine that in any way. Uh what's what's show uh Tara go to a fucking women's re- women's retreat for an episode and call that an episode. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? She doesn't reveal anything. She doesn't have any grand uh you know realization. She doesn't do anything there but realize these people exist and leave. Oh it it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. It just feels hollow. It's just empty now. It's still interesting to watch sometimes. But I just don't give a shit about the characters in, uh, anymore. It just don't. They they're not interesting to me. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was a long diatribe there. Sorry, uh, Lori. Uh, basically, Rick, Shane, and uh, Carl go off to look for. Uh, I don't know if they're going to look for food or what the fuck they're doing. I don't. Know. I guess they're looking for uh, Sophia again. They. Uh, I, I, I didn't write down why they're going. I just, they're just going. They. Uh, I only say food because they find a deer later. So I'm guessing they're looking for Sophia. I just you know kind of added that on there myself. Anyway, so way off topic. The Lori, while they're gone, is just like calmly telling everyone like you need to stop giving Rick shit because he is trying his best. If you don't like his leadership, you you're free to leave at any moment. Like why are you giving him shit? He's the one who's trying the hardest. I, I like this. I'm not a big fan of Lori's character. I don't hate her in any any way, but she's just kind of uh, annoying sometimes. But not the actress, it's the character. But I love when she does shit like this, because this is how it should go. She should be defending her husband. Her husband's the only one who's actually really trying. Shane was their alternate leader, and Shane is a fucking bad man. And, and not a good leader, and not a man to follow in any direction. Anyway, unless you're going like with Andrea, and you're going in the fuck-all direction, and heading off on your own. They should have just done that at this point. Anyway, Rick, Carl, and Shane, they, they go out, and they see this deer. Carl starts to walk toward it, and the deer just stares at him. And you hear a couple branches snap. And then, um, yeah, Carl's shot. A bullet goes through the deer in the Carl. And uh, Carl's slow motion falls like Rocky hit him. And, uh, you know, obviously Rick freaks out. And they run over to him. And Shane pulls a shotgun into the woods. Doesn't know where the hell the shot came from. I remember watching this for the first time. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I hadn't watched the comics. Um, obviously, this doesn't happen in the comics. But, uh, well, I honestly I don't remember if if this happens at all in the comics. Um Shane's already dead by this point. So Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway. I really got I, I've already read him twice and it has got to go back again. God damn. Um anyway, so you know, he falls down, he's shot and the next episode picks up, but I remember when this first aired, I was like, "Oh my god, like they fucking shot the kid" because I hadn't read anything by then. And uh I was like, are they going to fucking kill this kid? That's amazing. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> at this point, the the whole consensus of the show was, they might kill anybody. You have no idea. They'll kill a main character. They didn't give a shit. So <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. They fucking blew the kid's heart out of his chest. And it was in the other side of his body, it turns out. But I was like, Jesus Christ. They're not fucking around at all. At all. And, uh, yeah, it turns out, you know, he doesn't die. He's still alive. They, they could kill Carl at any moment. I wouldn't feel anything. i, I got to be honest. He, They have not moved into his character. Like I was saying, character development, they have not touched on him at all, other than him being like having an erection and fucking Enid. They haven't touched on him whatsoever. Whatsoever. I don't give a shit. He killed his mom, had a little freak-out moment there when she had the baby, and that was it. And, and then they gave up, and that was like four seasons ago, folks. That was so long ago. That was... No. It's It's... <laughs> They just don't focus on any of the characters because they have so many characters they can't focus on the the ones they have, and it doesn't take that much. I'll be honest. I realize it's harder to make a show than I think. I, I'm not I'm not denying that at all, but we have to care about your characters and and having little quick conversations like oh, my, my, when I was growing up, my dad like Andrea has a couple of scenes in this where she's talking about her dad, and that's all it takes really. You have to have like. C plots, D plots, E plots, even like little mini things, inner turmoil, turmoils, things that don't necessarily relate to the main story, but it relates to how the characters react to each other. I feel like they've abandoned almost all of them, and that's what makes a show. Like, look at The Wire, look at Breaking Bad. There are so many storylines, even if you don't realize it. Go back and look, and, and focus on what's happening. The Wire is the perfect example because it has just as many characters as The Walking Dead, probably more, and you care about the characters more because they focus on the characters and what they're doing and how they react to things. And I feel like every character in The Walking Dead has just become the same person at this point. It's like one person's writing all their dialogue and therefore this is how they're all going to act, this is how they're going to feel. They just want to live, they just want to survive. That's fucking boring to watch after a while. It really is. That's my only real complaint. This episode is really good not amazing or anything, but it's it's very quiet, and it's it's interesting. Even when they're running through the woods, just looking for this stupid character, I don't give a shit about, who's fucking irritating and nonstop. There's no new characters introduced. Nobody dies in this episode. None of the characters. T Bone tried to kill himself, but he, you know he was he was uh he failed. He, he just failed. He wasn't successful. But even with that, it's still interesting to watch because the characters are still doing things. You know, they have different things to do. They're all focused on something else so you, with the goal, overall goal in mind of getting this girl and surviving. But they have their inner turmoils. That's what you need. It's Go watch The Wire. Writers of The Walking Dead, I just... I, I'm, not, I'm not mad or anything. Just go watch The Wire again and see how these characters handle things when... Even when shit's going down, they still have something else they're working on or looking toward or, or focused on you can have your overall goal and still have other things going on other than just living because that's ah, boring. Anyway, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself at this point. I'm done. Moving the fuck on. And by, by on, I mean out. Uh, go to liwstudios.com. liwstudios.com. Check out Loey Turinger Wonderland on YouTube. Go subscribe. Share with your friends. That's how we grow. Really, guys, I do appreciate it. Uh, this is this show and LAW The Twilight Zone Review, which I do with Frank Links now, are the two most active audiences probably on, on itunes and youtube or this shows not on youtube but that used to be and i used to get you know people uh, messaging me but these are the two most active ones on itunes and it's uh i really appreciate it guys if you want to send me anything any questions i'll answer them on the show i'll give you a shout out send that to loitering in wonderland loitering in wonderland at gmail.com. I'll i'll answer it on the show like i said and uh, I would appreciate it. I, I like to hear from people. It's been, it's been a little bit. I don't check iTunes all the time. But once a year I check iTunes. I'll be honest. I, I rarely ever check it. But uh, yeah, go give it a five-star review on iTunes. I'd appreciate it. And I'll read your reviews off. I'll, I'll do that next episode if I remember. And uh, in the meantime, until next time, and in the meantime, there we go, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens.